Welcome, and thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Maryland's Most Notorious Murders, where the most gruesome, the most grisly, the most horrifying homicide cases in Maryland are examined and profiled. This season, season two, teen killers are profiled. On this episode, teenage murderer Micaiah Hendricks is profiled, and the unsolved homicide of Michelle Lynn Meaty is examined. I swear, these fucking kids today, disrespectful, unruly, no fear of consequences, a straight out no care attitude, do whatever they want to do. That's the mentality and thought process of a lot of teenagers growing up today, especially in Baltimore City. When the responsibility of disciplining your child as a parent was put in the control and hands of the state, grown-ass teenagers that needed good old-fashioned discipline turned into full-grown teenagers who never got that discipline, never got the proper guidance or motivation. Take the case of 17-year-old Micaiah Hendricks from the 2600 block of Oswego Avenue in Northwest Baltimore. This kid had an issue or problem with sticking guns in people's faces and taking their cars. As a young teenager, he had no problem with taking your car at gunpoint and he had already racked up a few carjacking charges because Maryland's juvenile justice system is the biggest joke in the state. He got off on supervised probation and home monitoring detention. He had been charged as an adult in one of those carjacking cases and members of the public and the community literally begged the judge to keep his case in the adult court system because they were no doubt sick and tired of that kids will be kids bullshit and they were tired of constantly living in fear of unruly teenagers. But despite all of their protests and pleas and constant letters to the judge begging him to keep Micaiah's case in adult court, the judge ignored these pleas and instead he listened to people who came to support Micaiah. Perhaps the judge said to himself, I'm going to give this kid a chance. Maybe the kid just had a rough start, just need a break or whatever. Either way, instead of keeping Micaiah's case in adult court, the judge ordered his case to be moved to juvenile court and the kid was basically home free. The judge did order Micaiah to follow a court-ordered curfew and put him on home electronic monitoring by wearing an ankle bracelet that basically let them know when he was out of his mother's house. But as I stated before, certain kids and teens are going to do what they want to do no matter what until they are truly disciplined or until they suffer the consequences for their actions. Literally, on the day he beat those carjacking charges, basically, once he got home, he was like, fuck that. He cut it off. He cut off that home monitoring device and went back to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. And that's including taking people's cars at gunpoint. His mother, completely disgusted and fed up with him, she called the Department of Juvenile Services for help over and over and over, even telling them to flat out come get him because he violated his probation or something. I mean, to do something because 
he was back out running the streets, not listening, not coming in for his court-ordered curfew. And she reported that he took that joke of a monitoring device off of his ankle and went back to doing him. She told them repeatedly that her son was out of control and that he belonged locked up because he was very hard-headed and doing whatever he wanted to do and that he belonged behind bars. But nothing was ever done. As I said before, Maryland's juvenile justice system is funnier than Dave Chappelle and they did nothing. On October 4th, 2018, around 12.30 a.m., Micaiah was out joyriding in one of his stolen cars, stolen carjacked cars, I might add, a Toyota Prius. He and three other out-of-control teens had just spent the afternoon carjacking people for their cars in Baltimore County. After they were able to steal another car, Micaiah followed behind his friends driving the stolen Prius, and they all headed towards Baltimore City. Meanwhile, 73-year-old retired Mason Lawrence Tony Price had just picked up his daughter's boyfriend in his Ford pickup truck. Lawrence Tony Price had just picked had just had just picked his daughter's boyfriend up from work, and the two of them had been heading home in the same direction as the teens were in the stolen car. As they drove towards the city, the two cars stopped at the red light in the 4400 block of Liberty Heights Avenue in Northwest Baltimore. Who knows what the teens were talking about, but for whatever reason, maybe because there was a stolen car, maybe they just didn't like Lawrence looking at him. Who even knows, but Micaiah was like, what you looking at? Just something as simple as that, you know, can start off a murder in Baltimore. Lawrence, being an older man and obviously not scared or worried about the mentality of a car full of teens, not worried about nothing what they were thinking about, he answered back, we wasn't even talking to you. Micaiah got to arguing with the old man and when the light turned green and both cars started pulling off, Micaiah pulled out a, a 9mm handgun and started shooting out the window of, of his car and then he sped off. A total of four shots pierced Lawrence's Ford pickup and Lawrence was shot in his left shoulder. One bullet struck an artery and Lawrence started bleeding out. His passenger rushed him to an area hospital but Lawrence died shortly after. Lawrence had been born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on Christmas Day in 1949 and as an engineer he had helped build the World Trade Center in New York City and the Columbus Center in the, in the Inner Harbor and part of the Washington Metro Subway in Washington, D.C. This man had been married for 38 years, y'all. Yet another Baltimore-bred teen who felt, who felt oblivious to the law and consequences, Baltimore police quickly found the stolen Prius the next day with Micaiah still sitting in the vehicle. They also found shell casings from the 9mm still next to the driver's seat. Micaiah was quickly charged, quickly arrested and charged as an adult again, but this time the charge was first degree murder and he was held without bail. Micaiah gave a statement to the detectives that, yeah, he was dead and that he had been driving the car when Lawrence got shot, but it was the passenger, his passenger, who actually shot out the passenger side window 
shot the gun over the top of the car and shot Lawrence drive-by movie style I mean really his mother went off to reporters she was like I said it's his first week being home and he's not doing what he's got to do and that's not a problem when the reporters asked her how many times she had to call juvenile services on her son she answered I called at least 10-15 times and they never showed up how many parents call and say come get my kid shouldn't you have come and get him or something he wouldn't have had the chance to get in trouble like this and the only thing a spokesperson for the Department of Juvenile Services could say in their defense was we make every effort with every kid that comes through our system to see that they get the resources they need meanwhile Lawrence's family and his wife struggled to make sense of his loss they said it was young people I don't understand why the, this young generation feels like they got to shoot everything it makes it just makes no sense I'll miss that laugh I'll miss fussing fussing at him I miss a whole lot of stuff his wife told reporters for the for WBAL TV Micaiah's mother told the same TV station I don't know if he did it or not either way I deeply apologize it doesn't change their pain it doesn't change what happened but I deeply apologize I apologize to some people for having to go through what they are going through eventually because the ballistic evidence combined with basic common sense didn't support Micaiah's story of his passenger firing a handgun over the top of his car Micaiah later came to his senses and confessed that he was the one who actually shot the gun that killed Lawrence and he did plead guilty to first-degree murder and this time he got the very adult sentence of life in prison with all but 40 years suspended now this case was notorious in Maryland because a simple question a simple argument at a light you know what you looking at or something like that I mean something like that and people don't, a lot of people don't believe that something like that can set off a rampage or set off a murderer in, in Baltimore or even in Maryland just for someone asking a question at a light. That's why it was notorious because the man just simply was just, you know, this wasn't a road rage incident. It wasn't like they cut him off or nothing like that. Just looking in the car and just asking him a question. You know, and somebody got killed because of it. Whatever happened to a code of, you know, respect your elders, you know, don't shoot. I mean, to, to shoot at them just out of a car, somebody you don't even know. Um, I, I feel sorry for, I feel sorry for the, the mother. I feel sorry for uh, Micaiah's mother at the same time. I mean, it seemed like she was doing all that she could do. Sometimes kids are just going to do what they want to do, regardless or not, whether a father's in the home, whether what whatever they just have it in their mind that they're going to do what they want to do and it just seemed like he was a kid who was not he did not fear the consequences he did not fear any repercussions of what could happen he had no conscience he was that trigger happy where he can just pull out the gun and just shoot somebody that you don't even know especially an elderly man um he's right where he belongs um that whole mentality of this generation of their kids is thinking that they can just do what they want to do and just everything is justified for their actions because oh I'm a teenager and oh I didn't know any better and oh I'm you can't do anything because I'm a kid but I want to be an adult blah 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 I mean it in this case 
for someone to, to be charged with carjacking, especially armed carjacking, how in the world is that, a, how does that classify as a juvenile charge? If someone is sticking a gun in your face, demanding your vehicle at a light, and you want to charge that person with, as a juvenile, as a teenager, that they're not mentally, they don't have the, the mental capacity to understand what it is that they're doing and they're too young? Does that even make sense? I mean, that's why I said the juvenile justice system is a joke in the state of Maryland. I mean, I this this crime, I remember it. It, it, it was only, it's only a few years old. I feel sorry for um, also the victim's family for some, to live that long, to live to be the matriarch of that family for 73 years and to be married for 38 years and to be just killed in cold blood because you looked at a person. It, it's, it's just, it's unbelievable the mentality of some of these young people uh, <laughs> in this day and age. It's, it's, it's literally un, unbelievable. It's, it's, it's uncanny of the mentality that some, that some kids have. This episode's unsolved homicide is the murder of 34-year-old Michelle Lynn Meeting. On Monday, January 23rd, 2017, a minivan rear-ended and crashed into a truck around 10.40 a.m. in the 1400 block of West Northern Parkway near the Jones Falls Expressway. The police were called to investigate, and after further investigation, it was discovered that the driver of the minivan, 34-year-old Michelle Meaty, had been shot right before she crashed her minivan. Michelle was rushed to Sinai Hospital, where she later died. The driver of the truck wasn't hurt, and Michelle had been a resident of New Freedom, Pennsylvania, and had lived in the unit block of Stewartstown Road in Pennsylvania. Baltimore detectives have absolutely no clues, no leads, no information at all. Michelle was born on December the 2nd, 1982, and she lived and resided in Pennsylvania. The detectives don't know if anybody else was in the car with her when she got shot. They don't know exactly where she was driving when she got shot. And yes, from a former resident of Baltimore City, you can be hit by just random bullets flying out of the sky and seemingly coming out of nowhere. And end up dead. Um, and the police have nothing. They have nothing. This murder is almost five years old, people. I mean, come on. Let's get it solved with a phone call. If you have any information that can lead to an arrest or conviction, please call detectives at 410-396-2100. You can also submit a tip online at www.metrocrimestoppers.org. You can also call 1-866-7-LOCKUP or you can even text them at MCS plus whatever tip you want to offer to CRIMES, that's C-R-I-M-E-S or 274-637. As always, you can do all of this anonymously. Uh, this is an unsolved homicide that... Who knows what happened? Uh, 
Imagine just driving down the road and all of a sudden a bullet comes crashing through your windshield or comes crashing through your car and you get hit in the head and all of a sudden your life is over. For, for some reason, um, like I stated before, in Baltimore City, random bullets can just come flying out of anywhere. And actually not just in Baltimore City, but in the state of Maryland. They just had a case recently where a lady was just standing on her balcony and got shot in Annapolis. So, yes, people are trigger-happy here. Um, this is highly believable that she could be driving on the Beltway I-83 or whatever and a bullet come flying out of who knows where and she gets struck and, and dies. Either way, this is a homicide that needs to be solved. It's, it's a homicide that uh, I feel her family has got to be, no doubt, wondering what happened. Um, she was a... M Michelle was a sister... She was a mother. Um, this is a crime that needs to be solved. It needs to be solved. Somebody knows something, and they need to report it to detectives. Once again, those numbers are, uh, you can call the detectives at 410-396-2100. And you can submit a tip online anonymously at www.metrocrimestoppers.org. You can also call, again, one 866 seven lock up or you can text them at mcs plus whatever tip you want to offer to crimes c-r-i-m-e-s or 274-637 once again you can do this anonymously thank you for tuning into this week please be sure to subscribe to this podcast for future upcoming episodes and more. Also, please be sure to check out all of my true crime related books on Amazon.com entitled Maryland's Most Notorious Murders and Maryland's Unsolved, Unsolved Homicides, Volume 1. Be sure to tune in next week where another gruesome homicide will be profiled and examined on Maryland's Most Notorious Murders. This has been a real life production.